Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. This episode is not one that I was expecting to be recording today. Um, I had another one planned to launch, um, but given the news of today with Roe versus Wade being overturned, I just couldn't release what I had recorded and I wanted to come on here just to chat and talk about what's going on in our country because it's devastating, it's infuriating, it's disappointing to the thousandth degree and it's it's really it's unacceptable you know every time something like this happens every time we hear about rights being taken away a mass shooting a decision by the courts someone being murdered I I think a lot of us have a reflection of I hate it here (laughs) Like, what are we doing? What is this country? Where do we live? Why why are we all putting up with this? But I think it's also exhausting. And we're all very tired of it. I think a lot of people are saying, hey, we elected people to represent us. And why does this keep happening? And so I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit. And I wanted to talk about what exactly is happening, um, how you can protect yourself, and also some other terrifying motions that might be ruled very soon that I think we need to be mindful of and protect ourselves against. Um, So first of all, If you're a woman or a person who can give birth, my heart is holding you so tight right now because basically we have been told that we are not valuable. We have been told that we are not full citizens of this country. We're second-class citizens. We have been told that we actually cannot make a decision about our body. When, when you go into the doctor, you actually can't make the decision you want to make about your body. It feels so out of body to even say that. When you're in the thick of it, it becomes so different. When you get an abortion, I personally have not had an abortion. You're in the thick of it. I don't know what it's like to have an abortion, but I know what it's like to be pregnant. I know what it's like to give birth. And... When you are pregnant, your whole world changes. When you give birth, your whole world changes. To force someone to go through that change when they don't want to and they have an option not to is cruel. It's inhumane. And many people don't understand the inner workings of the Um, reproductive systems of uh, female anatomy. They don't know what goes into reproductive health. They don't know what it goes into growing a child and pregnancy. They don't know what goes into giving birth or postpartum or raising a child. So it's very easy to 
make decisions like this when you don't understand or even when you do understand. And the thing that I'm finding that I'm really grappling with is, okay, so 52 million women around the world have left the workforce during COVID. In the United States, millions of women have left the workforce during COVID because they had to go raise their children. So here we have a decision now where forced birth is okay in this country. That's what we've decided. It's okay. We're going to force you to have a child. And make no mistake, women are still going to go get abortions. They're just going to die. It's going to be unsafe abortions. And let's be super clear. Young women and black and brown women will be the ones affected by this the most. So here we are in this country where you're now being forced to have a child. So what that means is your life will significantly change. Your access to bodily autonomy is no longer there. And then your access to autonomy in general is no longer there. So finding a job, childcare, financial support will be that much harder. So many women will not be re-entering the workforce or entering the workforce, or they may be leaving the workforce. So that means the pay gap will continue to widen. Um, that means that women in positions of power may not potentially be rising into positions of power as regularly as they did before. Oh, and to put it, you know, the to put the terrifying cherry on top of this fucking busted ass Sunday, our country has no options for paid family leave. And the options that states do have are ridiculous. <laughs> People bring home puppies later than women go back to work after having a baby. So here we are forcing women to have children, to have no support, and to go back to work to be productive members of our society. What are we doing? We are no longer the land of the free that we hold so dear to our hearts. Now, don't get me wrong. There are many wonderful things about our country. We have a lot of freedoms that other countries do not. But when you are forcing women to give birth, the rest of the world is laughing at us. When we are having kids gunned down in school and you're banning jewel instead of assault rifles, we have a problem. We have a major, major issue. And I feel like I'm talking to the choir here, but I'm angry. And this is all just so unacceptable. One thing I do want to say is now that this, um, now that Roe versus Wade has been overturned, which I never, I never thought, like, I, I should have known better. We knew when Trump got elected that this was going to be happening. But it's just like this crazy, I just keep going back to a party I went to in Buffalo, New York with Planned Parenthood, where we were celebrating Roe versus Wade. And we were saying cheers and people were giving speeches and I was so proud to be an advocate. And now just to think about that pro progress being taken away, it's 
It's really wild. And I have no idea if any men listen to my show. But if you do, thanks. And also advocate for the women in your life. Because we are fighting and you are benefiting from that fight. You're benefiting when we have rights. You're benefiting from a woman taking care of much more than you will ever have to. And we cannot do this alone. We have to have more men standing up for women and their rights because it doesn't just affect women. You're no longer going to just be able to walk away whenever you can. It's it's infuriating. But what I wanted to say is in the in this decision, Clarence Thomas um, is an incredibly dangerous individual because he is now mentioning that the Supreme Court can should now go after gay marriage, birth control, and the right to basic privacy, which are cases represented by Griswold, Lawrence, and Obergefell, the rulings that um, protect contraception, same-sex relationships, and same-sex marriages. So what I wanted to say, you know, at the top of this show, 10 minutes in, is that if you are a member of the LGBTQ community and you are married, get a lawyer. I am going to do some research on lawyers that I can post and put out there who are accepting clients or, or you know, accepting um, work in this area because what they're going to come after next is same-sex marriage. Same-sex marriage will be next. So if you are a married LGBTQ person, you need to call a lawyer. And once again, I'm going to try and find some resources here so I can list them. You need to get copies of your birth certificates and custody certificates. So the, you need to get proof of custody for your children on paper. If you have children, get custody paperwork. Make sure your life insurance properties or policies and properties that you own, your bank account information, your passwords for things, your power of attorney are all set up and understood. You need to get all of that on paper. Again, life insurance policies, property, bank account information, passwords for things, power of attorney, get it all set up because the nullification of legal marriages it's a, it's a legal reason why they're doing this. It's not an ideological one. They're trying to take away your legal power. So please, if you are listening to this and you are a member of the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community and you are married and you have a child, please protect yourself. Um, because that is one of the first things that I've been really thinking of as this ruling came forward today as they overturned Roe versus Wade about, and especially after reading what Clarence Thomas said, he is going to go after all of these things. Our rights are being taken away. Protect yourself legally. This is about power and money. So I know that this is an intense way to start this episode, but 
you know, I don't care. Um, I feel like this is really, really important. And if you have people in your life, if you're listening to this and they are members of the LGBTQ community, please, please tell them if they are married, they need to get a lawyer. If they are engaged, they need to get a lawyer. Um, if they have children, they need to get a lawyer and make sure they have proof of all of this paperwork um, and proof of everything on paper. And again, I'm going to do my own research for this as well. So the next thing I wanted to go into um, was really what exactly is Roe versus Wade? I think there are a lot of misconceptions about what Roe versus Wade is because the the biggest, other than access to abortion, the biggest thing that we are advocating for in Roe versus Wade is privacy. Privacy. Privacy to make your own health decisions. And that is really what this is about. So if you don't know, Roe versus Wade was brought, um, the case was brought forth by Norma McCorvey. That's the name of the, the woman who brought forward this case. And she went by the pseudonym Jane Roe. In 1969, she was pregnant with her third child. She wanted an abortion, but she lived in Texas, where abortion was illegal except when necessary to save the mother's life. Um, the, her attorneys filed a lawsuit on her behalf in federal court, alleging that Texas's abortion laws were unconstitutional. Now, a three-judge panel of the District Court for the Northern District of Texas ruled in her favor and declared that the relevant Texas abortion statutes were unconstitutional. The parties appealed this ruling to the Supreme Court of the United States, and the Supreme Court issued a 7-2 to two decision holding that the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment, this is important, to the United States, United States Constitution provides a fundamental right to privacy which protects a pregnant woman's right to an abortion. So there's a right to privacy. So what now is a major matter here is the right to privacy, because now there is a justification that for, for so many cases that there is no longer a fundamental right to privacy. And that's what I'm reading online. A lot of people saying, OK, now your right to privacy is going to be up for grabs. So something else to note, the court also held that the right to an abortion is not absolute and must be balanced against the government's interest in protecting women's health and prenatal life. So that is where a lot of this becomes fishy. So they resolved the competing interest by announcing a trimester timetable to govern all abortion regulations in the United States. During the first trimester, governments could not regulate abortion at all except to require that abortions be for performed by a licensed physician. So the second trimester, this is when governments could regulate the abortion procedure, but only for the purpose of protecting maternal health and not for protecting fetal life. After viability, which includes the third trimester of pregnancy, that means when a fetus can survive, when it, when this is also up to de for debate, when a fetus is viable, so when they can live outside of the womb, and please, if I am saying anything incorrect here, I have no qualms about being corrected. I am sorry if I am. Um, and I am happy to, you know, correct myself in a future episode. I, I am obviously, I don't know as much as other people about this. 
Um, so after viability, abortions could be regulated and even prohibited, but only if the laws provided exemptions for abortions necessary to save the quote unquote life or quote unquote health of the, of the mother. The court also classified the right to abortion as fundamental, which required courts to evaluate challenged abortion laws under strict scrutiny standards in the most stringent level of judicial, judicial, why can I say that? Judicial review in the United, United States. So this, it, you know, this just really goes to show how vital um, our S Supreme Court judges are. And then today, on June 24th, the Supreme Court overruled Roe and Planned Parenthood versus Casey and Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health. Oh, I should update that part, too. So in 1992, um, the support, Supreme Court re reaffirmed its central holding in its 1992 decision, Planned Parenthood versus Casey, although Casey overruled Roe's trimester framework and abandoned Roe's strict scrutiny standard in favor of a more malleable undue burden test. Interesting. Um, the Dobbs decision in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization was anticipated since May of this year when a draft opinion in the case that had been leaked to the news media was published. So that was the recent leak that we all knew about. Chief Justice John Roberts confirmed um, that that report that was published was authentic. I just wanted to give a bit of a background on what exactly Roe, and, and it's a still a very general background of what Roe versus Wade is and what it means, because there are a lot of things that it actually protects. And we're facing a lot of um, gaps in protection now that it has been overruled. And obviously, a lot of people know that. But I wanted to go into what exactly that meant. And what's so interesting in this decision, um, from what I'm reading, is the court reason that outlawing abortions would infringe, infringe a pregnant woman's right to privacy and would do so for several reason because, reasons because, cannot talk today, sorry guys, um, uh, having unwanted children may force upon the woman a distressful life and future. It may bring imminent psychological harm. Caring for the child may tax the mother's physical and mental health. And because there may be distress for all concerned associated with the unwanted child. The court rejected the notion that this right to privacy was absolute. It held instead that women's abortion right must be balanced against other government interests, such as protecting the mother's health and protecting the life of the fetus. The court held that the interests were sufficiently compelling to permit states to impose some limitations on pregnant, pregnant women's rights to choose to have an abortion. So, if you are listening to this, um, I'm not sure if it's obvious, but it is absolutely distressful um, if you're forcing a woman to have an unwanted child, not just for the mother, but for the child. And I think that when I when I'm reading this and when I have been reading this, it's it feels so like sometimes it feels like I have the wind knocked out of me because it's like, well, look, people, the courts were understanding somewhat more then than they do now. But I, I understand that it's really all about judges in place um, in, on the Supreme Court. And um, right now we have 
the odds stacked against us with our current court. So if you have not gotten involved in your local elections, if you have not in your in your town, in your city, in your state been involved, now is the time more than ever because those small frameworks that, you know, are in place are going to mean a lot more on a statewide level, which will then trickle down to your cities. So if you don't really know what to do, I wanted to talk a bit more about how um, you can create meaningful change and what action you can take now that this decision has been made because abortion rights will be coming um, down to the state level. And a lot of states are outlawing abortion at every level for any reason whatsoever. And women will be starting to be criminalized for abortions. Um, so let's talk about what you can do um, if you're not sure. So first thing, if you have the means, you can donate to the National Network of Abortion Funds and they represent over 80 abortion funds around the country <laughs> and nationwide. And they're a grassroots organization um, building power to remove financial, logistical, cultural, and political barriers to barriers to abortion. Because once again, the women who do have more money will be able to travel across state lines, but black and brown communities will be impacted by this the most. Young women will be impacted by this the most. And access to abortion is critical. Women are still going to go get abortions. That's not going to change. But safe and legal abortions are critical in this country. Many states have passed laws that explicitly protect the right to abortion, with several adding these protections this year in anticipation of the Supreme Court's decision. Elsewhere, states' courts have protected abortion access through state constitutions and past state decisions. Some of those states are Washington, Oregon, Minnesota, Illinois, New Jersey, Delaware, Maine, Nevada, California, Alaska, Colorado, New Mexico, New York, and New Hampshire. States where the fate of abortion remain uncertain, Montana, Nebraska, Kansas, Florida, Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. In Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan, Democratic governors have been a firewall against anti-abortion legislation proposed or passed by Republican-led legislators. The future of abortion access will depend on the upcoming midterms. So if you are in those states, please vote. Please get um, in touch with your uh, local elections. Organize. Rally. If you are in those states, once again, Montana, Nebraska, Kansas, Florida, Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. Your midterm elections are going to determine the fate of of your health, of women's health. Um, if anti-abortion Republicans win those governors' mansions, Republican lawmakers will have a clear path to banning abortion. The governors 
have so much power in these states right now. So please, if you can, get involved in those states. Once again, Montana, Nebraska, Kansas, Florida, Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. Get involved in those elections so you can ensure that there is representation in place that will not take away your health care and your right to care. States that are likely to ban abortion within weeks or months in Iowa, Indiana, Ohio, Alabama, Georgia, and South Carolina. Courts have blocked or struck down recent laws. Once again, I just want to say this just shows how important judges are, how important judges are in our country. So if you've not yet looked into, you know, judges and the appointment of judges in our country, please do your research because they're so, so important. In those states, Iowa, Indiana, Ohio, Alabama, Georgia, and South Carolina. Courts have blocked or struck down recent laws that banned most or all abortions. Without Roe, those laws will probably take effect within weeks or months. And states with abortion bans that will take effect within one month, Idaho, Utah, Wyoming, North Dakota, and South Dakota, Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Kentucky, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Tennessee. So again, Idaho, Utah, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Those are all states with abortion bans that will take effect within one month. So just as I said before, those states that that are in limbo, that will probably have abortion bans um, within the next few months or weeks, these states that have banned abortions are just as important. You know, I know that there are a lot of elections for governors that are happening within these states. So if you live in a state where you're okay, where, you know, the within, let's, let me be clear. If you live in California, Oregon, Washington, Nevada, New Mexico, Alaska, Colorado, Illinois, New Jersey, New York, New Hampshire, Maine, or Minnesota, you're okay <laughs> um, for now. And I think it would behoove all of us, I live in New York, to get involved um, in elections in these other states so the representation for governor can reflect the needs for women's health and public health because women's health is public health abortion is health care it's essential one of the most pivotal things that you can do at this moment is support these races and support abortion funds support the funds that are working to transport women across state lines women and birthing individuals across state lines and provide care so once again you can donate to the national network of abortion funds and you can also get involved in elections in those states that i mentioned um i'm gonna dig for some resources and i'll try and post them and again i'm sorry if i 
got anything wrong, um, I'm happy to once again, like correct myself if, if there's anything that I got wrong on here. Um, I, I really felt very compelled to come and talk about this because this is not just a woman's issue. This is all of, we should all be very, very concerned about this. Um, and we are at a pivotal moment in our country's history where we can do something about it. Something else that many people are talking about are abortion pills. Um, I do believe there are several states where abortion pills are still legal and you can still order them. In particular, I follow Plan C pills online. Um, and they have links or you can go to plancpills.org for their guide for safe self-managed abortions. Um, obviously things are changing every single day, um, but they have up-to-date information on how to safely um, access abortion pills online and safely manage abortions. Obviously, um, this is only before a certain threshold in one's pregnancy. Um, and then something I do want to mention, if you are a plus size individual, um, if you are someone who would be classified as overweight, please, please, please do your research on plan B and these plan C abortion pills, because I didn't know this, but there is a weight restriction for the efficacy of those pills. Um, and th that is not talked about enough. And I personally did not know about that until I started to see others posting about it. Um, but if you have weight fluctuations and you're on hormonal birth control, um, you know, it might need to be changed to be effective. So please go to your doctor and your care provider to advocate for yourself because many care providers don't make it a point um, to let their patients know about it. Plan B may not be as effective or effective at all. So please, please understand that your HCG levels may not show up as positive on a pregnancy test until much later. This is really important to know. I'm getting this information from Mia O'Malley, um, who is on the show. She posted a wonderful post about this. Um, and this is important for those with irregular cycles. I, I also want to note that I got my information, um, on, Roe versus Wade online um, through Wikipedia resources. And then also through the Washington Post, I got the information around states who have bans or um, anticipated bans or protections in place for abortion. So I do want to note that. Um, additionally, if you have PCOS or regular cycles, um, you may still be ovulating. I have also seen that if you're on hormone therapy, testosterone, for example, you can still become pregnant and weight may also have an impact here. So make sure you're advocating with your care provider and really advocating for yourself. Mia in particular was a wonderful resource along with Plus Mommy um, on Instagram for me when it came to care providers that were plus friendly. Um, so if you are a plus size individual and you're looking for a care provider that's plus friendly, there are directories online that recommend care providers who are plus size friendly. Um, and please do not be afraid to ask questions 
with your care providers or go to these organizations such as Planned Parenthood um, or the National Network for Abortion Funds um, to find resources where you can ask questions. Again, those Plan C pills are available um, as well and, and resources on there website as well. Something else I want to mention is the Bridget Alliance. Um, they're a wonderful, wonderful organization that support people across the country who must travel for abortion care. So it's B-R-I-G-I-D Alliance, and they help transport people for abortion access. They provide lodging, childcare, meals, and accompaniment. Um, so here are three ways that you can support the Bridget Alliance. You can sign up for email updates, spread the word on social media, and of course, donate to them. These are just some resources. If you have any more resources, please, please share them. I want to spread the word. I want to advocate for women's health and birthing individuals' health um, and just, you know, really get the word out on what we can do. Uh, Obviously, there is the immediate need around public health um, for those experiencing pregnancy or a loss right now um, or would like to have access to an abortion. But then there's also the systemic need for getting involved in local elections, educating yourself on that. I hope I have provided some decent resources. Um, And again, I truly apologize if I've gotten anything wrong. I am happy to go back and make sure I correct anything. Um, But I I just want to make sure this information is out there if you don't know about it. I think that's really, really important that we all are informed and that we know what to do. Um, I think panicking in this moment is you're, you're going to allowed to feel how you feel and you can be sad and angry and exhausted and fucking fed up. I know I am. I think it's really important to know we don't have an equal voice. We don't have equal protection in this country. I have said so many times I don't want to live here anymore. And I can't lie to you and say that I still don't feel that way. But if I'm here, I got to do something. I can't just sit and then leave. I I, I feel like I have done something, but I I have to do something more. So if you're looking to do something, I want you to know that you can and that I will continue to do my research and try and see what I can provide. Um, Because I, I think this is a life or death. I know this is a life or death situation. So, um, Thanks for for listening. If you're here throughout this whole thing, I hope I've provided some okay resources. Um, You know, I saw someone tweet like, we don't even have formula on our shelves, but we're forcing people to give birth. And being a woman in this country is hard. It's really hard right now. We have so many things that are wonderful, but if our fundamental rights are being taken away, what is, what is the point of having, you know, all of the wonderful things if we don't have access to the fundamental things? So, um, thanks for joining for this super heavy episode. Um, and I hope I've given you a bit of hope (laughs) 
for some action you can take. Um, and for those of you who are working in public health, who are on the front lines of this crisis, I love you. I know some of you and some of you are my best friends and I know how fucking hard this is and devastating this is and you are heroes and I am so grateful for the work that you're doing. Um, get out there and vote people. Get involved in your elections if you haven't already. It is time. Um, thanks for joining me. And I will see you next week with another interview and another solo episode on Friday. Um, maybe I'll release that episode on Monday that I wanted to release before. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, um, yeah, be in touch if you have any more information um, or if you want me to share anything else with the audience. I am more than happy to do so. Um, and thank you guys so much. I'll chat soon. Oh, and remember, your story matters and your voice fucking matters. Um I'll see you next time. Growing Woman is an Amplify Her Media production.